need anything else? Are we all set? I don't think so. Hold on, let me shake my drink. So, oh, this is my green juice. I'm on a whole thing. That looks fire, dude. I that make everything like... myself. Oh my god, that that little box <laughs> is so healthy. But <clears throat> okay. What was that? Um, oh my God, are you warmed up? Mm -hmm. Oh my I God, I recorded that. Yeah. I'm playing <laughs> on you? it. Yeah, I'm playing that. Did the you intro. record that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready for you today. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Vocals? That's what was right. that? Because I've been drinking all this green juice. You know I'm on a health kick. I didn't know. Are you back on a health kick? When did the health kick start? Okay, this is what happens. So on okay. the weekends, I use all my Weight Watchers points, and I think you know what I mean by Weight Watchers points. <laughs> we do. We do all your drinking points on the weekends. So you save up all week long. Right. However, I do have to be completely honest with you. I am doing, I'm allowing myself to have two drinks. Okay. Let me tell you something. Okay, do you have to run any disclaimer first? No, I'm not even playing the disclaimer okay, anymore. Okay, because they know I, what they're listening to at this I point. I feel like people that know us mm -hmm. are tuning in for an adult show. And if you are sharing, I don't know, do you think we should keep the disclaimer or not? I don't know. People can tweet us all week long, and I'll either keep the disclaimer or get rid of it. Because I kind of feel like it's an adult show, and people know that. It's an adult show. There you go. There's okay, your it's disclaimer. an adult show. There's your disclaimer. And should we get rid of the disclaimer? Just tweet at me, at HeyFrage, or if you follow me on any social media, let us know. Anyway, go exactly. on. Exactly. Okay, so today is Tuesday. So last night, wait, last night? Was it last night? Last night was, um, no, today's Wednesday. So last today's night was Wednesday. Tuesday night. So Monday night, I actually went to the opening. My friends, Jim and my abdo opened a new hotel called the Hotel Hive. You oh, heard about that? Oh, yes. Oh, so my God. So it's so cool. It's a micro hotel. They have micro rooms. They have mm -hmm. uh, craft cocktails for $7 in Foggy Bottom at a brand new bar. That's amazing because you can't get a drink that cheap you in cannot. D.C. You cannot. That's like less than happy hour prices. Yeah. So the people at Ann Pizza, you know, Michael mm -hmm. and his crew. Yeah, Pizza Jesus. 20 locations already since 2012. That's amazing, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, that yeah, that company is unbelievable. So they did the food, and they're also doing the bar. So this was one of my first nights, of course, Sunday, which we'll talk about later. I was out doing Sunday Fun Day, and I did have quite a few cocktails, but early. <laughs> okay. And I went home and drank my water and green juice. But um, so Monday night, I went to the opening of Hotel High with, with my, and I only had, I said, I'm only going to have two cocktails any place I go all week long. Okay. That's it. All right. Fair so enough. So two. That's not a lot for me. That's not way. a lot. Right, right. And that's two a night, right? Two a night. Okay. I went to this opening. How'd it go? I had my two cocktails. The second one, they cut the ribbon. Honey, the mayor was there to cut the ribbon. Her little edge, it was her. Mayor uh, Bowser was, was there. It was her Chevy Suburban and my black Escalade. <laughs> and as soon as they cut that ribbon, I sipped the last drop out of that cocktail. And I, boom, we were on our way back home. <gasps> Look at you. Oh, my God. I was home at 651. 
Well, this is great. You're living my life. This is amazing. Yes. Do you believe that? Yeah. I, I got dressed and I left the it. house. I left the house at 525 and I was home at 651. Were you bored to tears? Like, oh, my like, God. Oh. I had to have a nap. I had to read a book. I mean, it was a whole thing. So I'm getting used to this new lifestyle, but that's my thing. Um, I haven't learned how to stay past the second drink, so that's why I leave so early. Oh, okay, because you, you're not at the point yet where you can just have the second drink, be done with it, and then stay and socialize for another hour. Mm-mm, You'll get there. there. You'll okay. get there. Yeah, can't you just sip water or salsa water? I feel like if you drink salsa water with a little bit of um, carbonation, I like, like that. that will kind of turn you. You know what I mean? You won't need the booze, but you'll still feel like you're drinking something. I'm working my way there. I love you. I am. You're hysterical. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Welcome baby. to the podcast. I'm Sarah Fraser, and this is the fabulous Paul Wharton, who everybody hey. knows. It is uh, <laughs> National Women's Day today. I decided to come to work, Paul. Thank okay. you for noticing. Oh my God! I was gonna say you, you didn't, didn't wear red. It. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're supposed to wear red. There's nothing red on you. Well, here's what I'm trying to do today, because I don't know if you saw the Washington Post article, but Mm -hmm. you can also participate by not smiling. Because a lot of feminists believe that, you know, women, girls from a young age, we are taught, you know, you got to be nice and smile and um, people get shit at work because they don't smile. So I'm trying not to smile today. So I came in on the metro. I walked here today and I tried not to have a smile. How's that going to help the world not smiling? (laughs) That is so... Freaking crazy. Do you think that's ridiculous? It's, how do it's you, totally ridiculous. How do you honestly feel about a day without women? Because that's basically what today is. So today is a day without woman, I believe, is the hashtag that they're using. And and by the way, in our area, I know people listen nationwide to us, but in our area, several schools are closed because so many women called out, used it as a sick day, took it as a day off. So Alexandria City Schools are one. There's a lot. Yeah, Prince George's County Schools. Prince George's County Schools. Okay, so how would my day go a day without women? So first of all, yeah. Olga comes in the morning. Okay, so she so wouldn't come. Olga wouldn't be there. Right. Okay, so that means that uh, I can You've still do You've got to clean it. your house on your own. Right. And okay. make my own coffee. And make your own coffee. So that wouldn't happen. <laughs> um, and then I would tune into my favorite morning shows, and um, which is I like Morning Joe. I I like um, uh, CNN with um, Chris Cuomo and the other girl. Oh, okay. I like them. And then, of course, I like Good Day DC. So I flip back and forth between yep. those three. Rotate them. So, you know, Maureen wouldn't be there. Holly wouldn't be there. That'd be a problem. Be an all-sausage show. All sausage. All sausage. <laughs> could be worse. Things could be worse. And then going on through my day, I guess I couldn't talk to my mom, which would be horrible, and my Jimaja uh, and Mary and some of my best girlfriends. So, no, it would really freaking suck. So that's what today is supposed to be. So I, I take it, do you know any women in your life participating and not going to work? No, but a lot of them have acknowledged the fact that they are still going to work. Like my sister, Holly, wrote a post on her Facebook saying, you know, every day is a day with a woman for me. I'm going to work. I'm going to go pick my girls up. I'm going to, you know, make dinner for them. So she just like, you know, I stand with the cause, but I'm carrying my ass on to the job. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, I got to go to work. First mm-hmm. of all, I love to work. So yeah. I would be so lost if I had to stay home. And I know that the whole reason of this, and it's a continuation, by the way, of some of the women that started the Women's March mm-hmm. that happened in January. I this was there. Is, you were there. <laughs> I was covering. I was working. That's like terrible. I feel like such a bad woman and all this stuff. Mm. I don't know if anybody else feels like a bad woman, but Mm-mm. I feel like a nasty woman for all the wrong reasons. Ooh. Nasty. Yeah, nasty because I don't participate in this stuff. And I went to an all women's college. I should. Oh my god, I think you're doing okay. 
you're running this podcast, you're doing your thing, you're out there smiling. Okay, let me tell you something <laughs> about smiling. To be smiling. The only reason I ever stopped smiling. Did I tell you the time I had that Botox mishap? No, did one of your did your lip droop? Like did it st- Oh god, well, that's my biggest fear. I went to this random doctor who was a friend of a friend. And I started to notice, it was right before my birthday, and I was having a big birthday party, and I started to notice that I was getting these laugh lines, or so I thought. So I went in to get Botox in my head, and then right before he finished, he says, oh, there's still a little bit left. And I said, you know, I'm getting these laugh lines. Why don't you just put a little bit here and here? And the doctor put the Botox in my laugh lines. (gasps) So you couldn't even smile. So... I go out that night thinking tomorrow morning I'm going to look great. I have 100 Weight Watchers points, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I wake up in a haze. I go to the bathroom. I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, my God, something's different. Wait, wait, wait. Something's different. I couldn't see my top teeth. I opened my mouth as wide as I could, and you could only see my (laughs) bottom teeth. It was horrible. I couldn't smile for like three months. That's crazy. There was no reversing that. So I had a birthday party where all I did, all you saw was like, The lower teeth. And I was like. (laughs) And then the rest of my face was all distorted and messed up because my head wasn't moving. My mouth wasn't moving. And then my eyes were trying to make all the expression and hold it up for everything else. So it was a problem. Well, anyway, um, Dave without, no, I hear you. I can't imagine. And seriously, I want I love smiling. I feel like it Me makes too. people like stop you on the street when you smile and you're like, "Oh my god, hey, glad you're having a good day too." You know, that's what the way it should be. I was walking down Rhode Island Avenue coming here smiling like somebody just gave me a million dollars. Just the weather, I was feeling good. I mean, I just I smiled the whole way. It should, it's the way it should be. And yeah. by the way, so today, if you're not participating in this, you know, a day without women, you can. You're supposed to be purchasing stuff from a female-owned business. So okay. at least we're here at the DC Improv, and I, I think it. three of the five owners are female. So there you go. We're, we're supporting. I love it. I love it. Um, we have so much to talk about on this show. First of all, I need to tell. I do. You, do I look pregnant to you? No, you do not look pregnant. Okay, but to me. that's how it always starts, right? Okay. I have a major issue. I found out over the weekend that my IUD is in my cervix, and I'm absolutely terrified. Your IUD is in your cervix. Yes. That means it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. I guess not. But right. first of all, I don't even know where my cervix is. How did this fucking thing migrate from Ooh. the. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> yeah, man. You got all up in that thing. Dan is just a savage beast, huh? Do you think Dan's penis knocked it off? He knocked your IUD up? up into your cervix? I guess must have. Damn. He's holding it down like that? Okay, here Jesus. we go. Here we go. We <laughs> and we have to get to that, too, because apparently Dan and my relationship could be holding me back, because you have a whole... I, we have to discuss that, too. I want to. But what if I'm going to have his kid? I mean, that... Oh, like, my gosh. So here's the craziest thing. I go to my OBGYN, right? Mm-hmm. I went to my OBGYN two weeks ago, and I don't know what this says. Maybe the office is really busy, but I, maybe... I don't know if I should make an issue about this or not, okay? Mm-hmm. But I don't hear anything about these results, and I was having severe cramping, like, so bad. I was like, something's got to be wrong. Oh, no. Like, I'm having ovarian okay. cancer. This is crazy. My lower... The whole, everything. My back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't normal. So I go in. They do an ultrasound. They're like, okay, we'll get back to you. You know, everything looked fine, but we'll do some tests, you know, yada, yada. Okay, 10 days go by. I don't hear anything, right? So in the medicine world, no news is good news. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Okay. So I'm like, oh, well, there must not be anything wrong. Meanwhile, during this time, I'm totally, like, sexually active. I'm having sex. No problem. You know. How often, by the way? Oh, we usually have sex at least a couple times a week. 
a couple meaning two? Mm, or a few three. meaning three? I would okay. say three. Okay. I, yeah. That's I, not bad. Three's good. I like to keep Monday, it Monday, Wednesday, three. and the weekend? When do we, um, usually mostly on the weekend. Let's see. Maybe Fridays we usually have sex? Yeah. Sunday? Sunday. Uh-huh. Morning? Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I don't know why I'm asking you this. I just wanted to know. <laughs> I really wanted to know in that moment. Like... Because you know how you're always asking other people things to see if your life is normal? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, how many times? Three. It's about the rundown. All right. Um, But anyhow, then after 10 days, I get a phone call, and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, nothing's wrong with your ovaries or anything, but your your IUD is now in your cervix, and you shouldn't be having unprotected sex. I'm like, what? Couldn't you tell me that, like... Two weeks ago? For oh two god. weeks? I am freaking out. So I'm like, oh my god, how do I... First of all, I have to make an appointment now to go have it removed. Which how I'm, do you feel? Do you feel like uh, you have a craving for pickles and ice cream? No, but I'm like nervous because so far I haven't had any cramps at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh god, oh god, is the kid... like? <laughs> is it the this kid... Is what am I going to do? <laughs> well, what would you do, actually? Actually, that's a good conversation. What would you do? Well, I'm too old to have an abortion, so I guess I'd have it. I feel wow. like I'd just, like... I mean, would you, know you get I married? Mean? See, I don't know. No, I feel like we would just, we would just like, parent and not be married. Well, this might be a good time to talk about... We should, because you know Sunday. what? Here's yeah. the craziest part, mm-hmm. is I was actually talking to Dan. I really want to start, like, vlogging my life, like, mm-hmm. everything about my life. It okay. was funny that you brought this conversation up, because mm-hmm. I want to really put everything out there, and I was like, if we had a kid, would you mind if the kid was on video? And he was like, I don't know, you know, I'd have to really think about it. Like, I, I don't think we should be exploiting our children or whatever, and I totally want to exploit my kids. Mm-hmm. Is it exploiting or just sharing? Thank you, it's just sharing. What are the Kardashians do? I want to do whatever they do. Me too. And you know what? I'm like, by the way, Dan, okay, if we could make, if we could pay our kids way through college by putting them on a few, sure. on like three videos a week, mm-hmm. wouldn't you do that? Absolutely. Thank you. I don't know that he would do that. In so fact, what I'd do have you a think? kid just for that reason. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. If it doesn't work out with Dan and me, but I have this kid, right. we'll just co-parent as friends. And then, like, we'll just put the kid on. Or before, if you're not pregnant, before you get that procedure to pull that thing back out of your cervix, why don't we just hit it one good time? And then, <laughs> I mean, there's a video for you. Facebook Live. <laughs> I mean, there is a, let's do there's Facebook a Facebook Live, live while we for have you. sex. That would be a moment. Oh, my God. How many views would that get? Don't be coming back and forth if you, you know, the bad choice of words. Don't be coming back and forth if you don't get pregnant. Look, you got one time. That's it. Oh my God! Sixty Weight Watchers points and it's on. <laughs> Sixty Weight Watchers. So I want to tell you what happened to yes, me on Sunday. Yes, tell me. Oh my God, you have an amazing. Okay, so on Sunday I have a friend named Robert James. He's totally fabulous. Okay, so he oh, threw Robert. this tea, this afternoon tea, at his home, and I went to meet uh, my friend Tracy and Brock out on H Street. We had bottomless mimosas and Patron and stuff. I used all my points. But after that was over, I swung by Robert's house, and he had a group of friends there. And there was this one girl there, and I noticed her kind of a little extra long gaze, you know, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, something on my face. I mean, what, what's going on? Well, anyway, when everybody else went outside, she came and sat next to me, and she told me that she listens to the podcast. <laughs> that's amazing. So I want to shout out Whitney Carrick. Whitney! <laughs> She's been a fan of yours for over 10 years. Oh, my God. She listened to you on the Kane Show. She listened to you and Sammy. She actually told me that she unsubscribed when Sammy left, but she's now listening again, and she actually resubscribed. Good. I love it. Thank you, Whitney. She's loving it. But she had a lot of really great opinions about the podcast, the stories that she likes. She told me she doesn't really like 
when you, for one thing, she said you're fascinated by way too many things. Like, that's nothing good. can be special if you're fascinated by everything. So It is true. I do, I would say that's a thing. I do like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I do. And I'm generally pretty optimistic, like mm-hmm. even in the lowest moments. So there isn't much that doesn't, I'll tell you the one thing that doesn't fascinate me. Okay. Politics. Yes. I hate politics. We never talk about it. I never follow it. I don't care. I mean, I vote and that's about it. Okay. So that's the only thing I don't talk about. But I don't even hate it enough to, like, follow it to then make an opinion. But maybe I should. Right. Well, it's a good thing you don't talk about it that much. <laughs> because... There you go. But, but anyhow, I do. I tend to over-love everything. Over-love everything. So she talked about that. And she also spoke about the fact that, uh, well, for one thing, she likes when you talk about or when we talk about what really happens in our lives, things that are going on in our lives, as opposed to... Next news story, next news story, next news story. You know, she wants Love us it. to comment on the news stories, but not get too focused just on that. I love this. Okay, I feel like we should do that. More personal. And lastly. <laughs> and lastly. <laughs> Maybe this is the overshare. But in lastly, she said that she feels that um, because she wants to know so much about your life and our personal lives and all of that, and you spend so much time with Dan, you live with Dan, she doesn't want you guys to break up, but she does fear that Dan is holding you back. Interesting. That's what she said. Sorry, Whitney, I blabbed. You know I overshare. You know what? Here's (laughs) the thing, and maybe I should really, we we should really talk about this more, Mm because Dan and I have these discussions, Mm -hmm. because Dan is a super private person. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason, I don't know, maybe I haven't shared this enough, but I think part of the reason, too, that he is super private is he works with kids. Mm -hmm. And I think in this crazy time when people have to really guard their reputations, which I don't want to do because I could care less what people think of me. But but for him, his job is very important. He has a very respectable job. He works with kids. He works with families. So for that reason, I've tried to find this balance. But I like he'll say to me too at times, like maybe you don't want to be with somebody who wants a more private life because Dan is super private. Mm-hmm. So it is hard. It's like how do you know what to do in your relationship? And I think about that. We just had this conversation. If we had a kid, would we put the kid on video? And I do want to live my life completely out loud. Like I want to put everything out there. Like I would because I don't. I hate that people even have to, like, I hate that you even have to second-guess something. And I think what the unique opportunity that we have, that I have, is people want to watch people that don't have to have that filter. Because so Mm -hmm. many people have to be like Dan. You know, you have a government job. You have a, you work in a law firm. You Mm -hmm. work with kids. Like, you can't put it all out there. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't think that there's any cause to necessarily break break up. Oh. What did you say? Should I break up? No, absolutely do not break up. But I do feel that you're going to have to make sure because you're the kind of person that you come to work and then you do go home. You're going to have to have other life experiences other than sitting at home with Dan if you're not going to share that. You know, like I come in here and I can ramble through this whole hour talking about what I did from the last time I saw you. To now, I mean, and just giving you little um, little tidbits. Excuse me, Paul. Are you saying that I didn't have that same experience <laughs> over the past seven days? Excuse me. With your IUD. Um, my IUD. I also had to get glasses, Paul. Okay, thank oh. you. <laughs> I watched the Tickle documentary, which I'm obsessed with. Okay, I like which that. Which is so crazy. Have you watched that documentary? By no, the way, I haven't. Oh my god, you've got to put it on your list. Okay. I'm trying to think of. Okay, what else? I went to brunch at okay. B2. 
over the I weekend. Love me too. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. I'm reading this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I'm realizing that I'm doing all these financial mistakes. I love that. Um, so, th- okay. Thank you. I do do things without Dan. But but I do like to be do home at like 6 o'clock. you any of those o'clock. things with other people, or are they just like experiences you're having yourself? Um, it's usually Maybe a lot of... Maybe this goes back to you being fascinated by everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of me time. It's a lot of me time. You're right. I need yeah. to get out more. You need to get out just a little bit more. You can get home by 6.51. Just do what I do. <laughs> Go out at 525 and get home by 651. All right. I'm going to have to work on that. I but, really yeah, am. I want to thank that listener, Whitney, but for all of that great feedback. I thought it was awesome. You've known me for years. What do you think? Is that your opinion? Stay with Dan, but I've got to have other experiences. I was no. Going, What's your thoughts? No, and my you know thought Dan is, a little. no, I like him a lot, and I think you all are great together. And I think do whatever you can do to be as happy for as long as you can be happy. That's what I think about oh. life because it's so fast. That's good advice. That's good advice. Yeah, that that is what I think. Um I feel... I don't know, though. Maybe we should you know, Maybe I should break thing... up and we should really try and get somebody with a private jet. Don't... Well, that's good. I mean, <laughs> okay, now I see. But don't break up. But I don't know. I do feel a little bit in a way that... Um, like when we do the live show, okay? Mm-hmm. See, to me, you're the Whoopi Goldberg of this podcast, okay? Sure. So she's the moderator, okay? Yeah. You're the Barbara Walters, and then you get the other people to tell. But there's only one other person here. So meaning me at the moment. You know, when we yeah, do maybe it. we'll expand. Yeah, maybe we we'll, don't know. Maybe we'll expand. But the thing about it is, I do agree with Whitney in a way because you do bring up these stories, and you say, "Oh, that's really interesting," and then you will have your take on it, and you're fabulous at moderating. But when after the fact, when I look back at it, I'm thinking, "Wait, well, what was her personal experience relating with to this? that story?" I don't get much of that from you when it comes to what happens when you're gone from here. Oh, that's a good point. You're right. And then afterwards, I feel like <laughs> like I've been used and abused. I'm smoking a cigarette. He didn't leave, he even leave two 20s on the nightstand. You know what I mean? I'm like, I done told all my damn business. And, she, and she's like, okay, well, uh, great show. Great <laughs> show. See ya. Dan's still happy. I'm going home. Everybody's good at my house. I'm like hanging my head in shame. <laughs> And told all my little business. Oh my gosh. Well, I do yeah. not want it to be like that because I want to share it all too. You know, I think sometimes too I forget because I shared so much for so many years when mm-hmm. I was on the Kane show on Hot 99.5. Like we shared so, and this was all before Dan because I didn't date Dan until post 99.5 almost, you know? So I think a lot of times I feel like. I shared so much then. I'm like, well, a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably already heard a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But I think I need a reminder that I always have to put my personal spin on it because so much crap happens to me in my life. Let me add and something. I need to, and I love that you're calling me on that because I want to share it all. So I do not. But actually, on the flip side of that, have you ever heard, you know, RuPaul, of course. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. I love, love RuPaul. Me too. Let me tell you something. And even before Drag Race, I met RuPaul. RuPaul was selling CDs out of his backpack. Now, he had already been RuPaul. He was already supermodel of the world and all of that. But I was living in New York around the year 2000, 1999 or 2000. And RuPaul came into this bar where he knew a friend of mine. Actually, that was my roommate, Lucilinia Sierra at the time. She's a model. He knew her. He just came over, befriended us. We were talking, having a great time. And he had a new CD in his backpack, and he just pulled it out, and we gave him $20, and he sold the, you know, so RuPaul keeps it real. He didn't necessarily need that 20 necessarily, or maybe he did. You know, an artist is an artist. You just want to get your work out to the people. 
But one thing I'll tell you about RuPaul, he did a morning show on WKTU in New York around that oh, time. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. It was RuPaul. It was Michelle Visage. Ooh, that was my crew. Okay. <laughs> oh, I couldn't wait. I would get up on days I was tragically hungover, and I would turn on the RuPaul show with Michelle Visage. And he would talk about going to the country on the weekend. I remember him saying, like, you don't want to get... You don't want no angry queen behind you in the car. And I just envisioned RuPaul driving like this big car up to the Hamptons. It was crazy. But he's been in a relationship with a rancher named George or Georgie or something. Um, a rancher, I think, in Wyoming for 23 years. What? Really? And they were just photographed for the first time together by paparazzi just the other day. Really? It was in Daily Mail UK. For the first time. And he talks about him just from time to time, just saying how he, how much he loves him and what a great guy he is. The guy is Australian. And they have a fabulous relationship that he does not share with the public. Do you... Okay, and you know what? It's funny because sometimes I joke with Dan about this, that, like, um, I want to have a Dolly Parton relationship where mm-hmm. Dolly is the same way. Remember, she's been yeah. married to her husband for 40 years, but mm-hmm. only recently. I think there's been, like, maybe three or four photos of them ever. And he never comes to any of her concerts. He never walks the red carpet with her. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, he d- wants nothing to do with Hollywood. So then part of me is like, oh, I'll have that relationship. But... I don't know if that works anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think RuPaul obviously started 25 years ago. Dolly's been in the business 35, 40 years, right? And I think, I don't know, when you do a show that's like ours and like, you know, when you're the brand that I am, which is really about me putting all of my life out there, then how, I don't know, can you do that? Can you not put that person well, in I, the mix. I guess that's the difference because Dolly Parton is about the singing. RuPaul is about performing and drag and now having his drag show where he's building up other drag queens <laughs> to be the next drag queen of the world. And your show and your brand is about Sarah. Yes! So I guess that's that's like asking the or the Kardashians being like, I just want my privacy. What? <laughs> you can't have your privacy and the million. You know, right. it's like that's what you kind of give up um because that's what I that love. Like, I'm obsessed. I'm still to this day obsessed with reality TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I do is watch Housewives, Kardashians. Oh, yeah, you do have a little oh juice. I, I dribbled on myself. Excuse me. Oh, God, it's down here, too. Oh, you need excuse an me. Lord. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I'm falling apart. No, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, that's like what I, I love that. It's like I want to mix my – I want to have like a reality slash talk show. Why don't you try little tidbits a little bit more, a little bit more. You're going to need to have a few more experiences outside of the home (laughs) between the podcast and and tucking into bed at night. Yes. Do you know? Yes. Okay. Because one thing I used to tell you, whenever I would watch Live with Kelly, it used to be Live with – with Kelly and Michael, and then it was before that it was live with Regis, Regis and, and Kelly. Kelly, and then before that I wasn't even watching in those days, and it was live with Regis and Kathy Lee. I was watching way back then. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I mean, I was very young, but I loved it. Now, one thing I love they used to always do in the beginning of the block of the show, which they don't really do as much anymore, but on Monday sometimes they do it when they talk about what they did the night before. Oh, it's so good. I'm so yeah. fascinated by that. You talk about, I don't want to even use the word fascinating after Whitney poo-pooed on it. <laughs> Whitney, you poo-pooed on fascinating. Now Damn we don't want to use it. I know. I just love when people like that, and I'm really into their personalities and their talk show hosts or whatever, and they share experiences 
uh, from their own life. That's what fascinates well, me. Maybe that's what this show should just be. It's like we only do stories that then we have a personal connection to and that we talk about, especially now the show's once a week. So, like, mm-hmm. we have five, six days, basically, in between tapings, all the stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what people want to hear more. Maybe so. Email us. <laughs> yeah, Sarah like the, at the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want people to email you? No. Okay. They can email you. You'll tell me what they said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll do a Twitter poll. Yeah, Irene will put out a Twitter poll. Oh, Irene fantastic. That is so good, though. I love feedback like that. Because I'm always torn. I'm always torn what to do. Because I don't know. you know. But then it was funny. Dan did say to me um, recently, because I was saying I, I've started watching Annie U from Fox 5. Yeah. When I go in, sometimes we'll be talking about what we're watching. And she's like, do you watch the YouTube person? It's Judy time. And I'm like, no, I have no clue who Judy, it's Judy time is. Anyway, it's this woman, Judy, who vlogs every day of her life. She puts everything out there. And I was saying, Dan, I was like, would you ever do that? Because I love what she's doing. Like, I would want to do something like that. She's got kids. It's much more kind of family focused. But I think she was doing it even maybe before she had children. And she started as a beauty vlogger. How long are they? Long. Wow. All over the place, like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, okay. 25 minutes. It's just, it kind of varies every single day. But she does one every single day. Wow. And I did, I do have to say, he did say, yeah, that he would consider that. So maybe we need to test him on video and see what it would be like. Maybe that should be another Facebook Would well, you ever sit here and talk on the show? Yeah, he's been on a couple oh, yes. times. okay. But he, I don't think he's like comfortable yet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But maybe, well, maybe we should test him out and see. I think there's a way to be, because we talked before about RuPaul, who's in another business, and Dolly Parton, who's in another business. But the interesting thing about Whoopi Goldberg, I'll just go back to her. Oh, God, I you love know, Whoopi. Don't you love her? Yes. So I, I oh, like, my God. I tell you I went to her house for Christmas? What? No. So, okay, when I was living in New York in 20, either 13 or 14, I she invited me to her house for Christmas. So I used to, believe it or not, I'm going to tell you, I used to work in Whoopi's house. <laughs> now, let me explain that Was to this you. in New York? This is in New York. This is in, in New Jersey. Oh, in New Jersey. Okay, so remember? she's probably got like a big mansion Oh, God, in New it's huge. It's fabulous. Okay. And it's old. But I'd been in that house before, before she moved in. So I go into the house. Of course, I know the house very well. I didn't tell her I knew her house because that would be creepy. Come over to my house for Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, I was here five years like, ago. L- right. Let me see you my address. Oh, I got it. <laughs> no need. But I did a show on a network called TV One. It was called Makeover Manor. Yeah. Do you remember? So we would basically take these people that had overcome these kind of extraordinary circumstances, and now they're trying to put their life back together. And there was a life coach, and there was a makeup artist, Stan Fine, and I did the clothes, and I actually worked in Whoopi's closet. I came busting out of the closet. <laughs> so it was all done. The manor was this house that Whoopi Goldberg bought. You're right. Okay. And that's something? Yeah. So I walk in there, and she's got on her, on her onesie. <laughs> it is so cute on Christmas Day in her onesie. Um... And I'm, like, telling her, oh, I love this part. I, I used to work in this house. She looked at me, and I was all glammed up. She's like, you used to work in this house? You had a major come up. And I was like, oh, no, I did a show. She said, I heard there was a show in this house. But I say all that to say, in terms of Whoopi being a personality, she shares as much of her life as she wants you to, to, know. to know. It's not really too. a lot. And it's almost like you cherish the moment she lets you in a bit Mm -hmm. more when she's on The View. Because I've been following her for years, 
And it took me to go to her house on Christmas to really get a sense of who she is. Really? No, okay, she wasn't so you, all out there about everything yeah. on The View. Yeah, you know, I could see that. That was a, it was a whole nother level. So she gives us what what we need as a talk show host and as a moderator, but she also holds back in terms of her super personal life. So oh maybe God, you're the new, I, you're the Whoopi Goldberg of DC. I don't know. I never <laughs> hold anything back. That's the thing. And see, part of me too wants to like pull back the curtain and like, of course, you know, people have been following my career for years and mm-hmm. you're the same way. People mm-hmm. know you in DC for years and years. Um, but you know, part of me wants to just do like this Facebook live show continually that pulls back the curtain on like, how do we get to the next steps? Like you and I talk about all the time. We want to be on nationwide shows and we want to have like, you know, our own whatever talk show or thing, you know, so it's like, I almost want to take people along on that and show them the behind the scenes of, you know, producers and people you interview and then it goes nowhere and just like all the in and outs, right? Today I'm meeting with people that might represent me as agents, so who knows how that will go. Oh, I love it. Thanks for telling me. You know I need a new agent. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Whitney, you are right. This, this bitch ain't shit. I know I said I wasn't, I I I wasn't going to curse anymore. Now you know I need a new agent. Who are you meeting I'll with? I'll tell you who it is. Oh, you know what? Tell me yeah. Stand by, stand by. I'm just turning on the mics to tell Paul. Oh, you do? Oh, you know yeah, who they I are? Do okay. Know them. Okay. So I but I don't know anything about their representation. I don't know. I thought they did sports. They do that too. Yeah. They do that too. Okay. But then please. Come no, on. no, 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 no. I was just I was giving you a hard time. <laughs> I was really giving you our time. But I do, I want to, because there's so many highs and lows. And Mm -hmm. I do feel like, you know, we're both business owners. And Mm -hmm. all the things, like I said, I was just reading this book this weekend. And I'm like, oh, my God. In my first year of running my own brand and podcast on my own, not being affiliated with a radio station, I made, like, every mistake. Like, everything. I paid all these people who didn't actually perform or Mm -hmm. do anything. I didn't hold them accountable sooner. And basically, the whole way of getting rich is that you hold on to more than you spend. Even though you go, you always tell me, like, oh, you're so good with a budget. Mm -hmm. I'm not. You're not? No. Like, I have a lot more to do. But you know what? But you're still here, and there's a lot of people that started something, like, a year ago. And two months in, they throw in the towel. Or six months in, they throw in the towel. Or nobody's listening. Or nobody gives a shit. So, no, you're here you're growing <laughs> like i was gonna say you're here you're queer <laughs> you're here you're queer you're here you're queer and yeah right. anyway i mean that is so okay now i don't even know what to do uh, you know what i'm saying like now i gotta really think about my life like and think about if dan's gonna put it out there well or i don't think that um if i can do it without having him put it all out there I think you can do it without having him put it all out there but you're gonna have to have a few more life experiences along the way and not no settle problem. into, you know, being home every day at 5 p.m. waiting for the sun to go down so you can go to sleep at 8 <laughs> and wake up at 4. Do you know what I mean? There's a couple hours in there that you're not really deciding on I did, exactly you know, what to do. I get up at like 5.30, 5.45 I already know morning. these things. <laughs> So I was like so up at the world this morning. I That's walked awesome. like three miles. Did I you was, really? Yeah. I, love, I do my best work from 6 a.m. to noon. I should shadow you. And, and like, when you, <laughs> you go to bed, I go to bed. No, just on FaceTime. So it's just like, she's like, it's bedtime. And I'm like, doom, 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 doom. Wait, I'm at the club. What? We it's need bedtime? a side-by-side yeah. video comparison of our lives. Because honestly, God, I get up at like 545 in the morning. And then, you know, I'll, I'll do some emails, get my life together, schedule out my day, eat breakfast at 7. Then I power walk or exercise for, you know, 30, 40 minutes. 
Let me tell you something. <laughs> I use an app. I use an app to go to sleep and an app to get up. And this woman says, "You are getting sleepy. It's okay. There's nothing to worry about now. It's just time to rest." And then to get up, I like when I go pee, I click on the app again, and it says, um, "It is time for you to see the world and experience new horizons. Get up at your leisure. Breathe in. Breathe out. like yeah. Do you that's hit my snooze experience. or you get up?" I get up. Okay. But that's like at 7.30, and I think I'm doing something. Well, you know? 7.30 is good. When I go to Fox, I get up at 7 or okay. 6.45, and when I just have a normal day, I get up about 7.30. Oh, my God. Yeah. Should we even talk about the stories this week or no? <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I do have to do three shout-outs, though. We have Come three on. stories. Okay. Um, first of all, this is from a woman who loves the podcast, been a fan for a long time. You guys keep me laughing every day. One of my good friends just had a birthday, though, and I figured the thing she would want the most, since she's obviously a big fan as well, is to receive a quick shout-out from you. Her Instagram name is Emily. All I do is... Ooh. Wink? No. Winnick? Winnick? I think it's Emily. All I do is Winnick. Anyhow, um, this is from your friend Megan. She wrote this email. So Megan and Emily. Uh, Emily, happy, happy birthday from both Paul and myself. Thank you. Oh, happy birthday to And she says the girls are coming. And when is your next live podcast? Paul and I are working on a date for May. Yes. So Allison from The Improv is going to give us more details. So that will be coming. So there's your shout out. Also, we have to do um, and thank our sponsor, Dr. Paul Ruff, who's sponsoring this podcast episode. Yeah. So huge thanks to him. Um, Paul, Dr. Paul Ruff is from West End Plastic Surgery, and he has a comprehensive array of non-surgical, injectable, and minimally invasive options to treat all and most patients' concerns and needs. He's consistently honored as one of Washingtonians Magazine's top docs in plastic surgery, um, and he also supports a lot of philanthropic initiatives like medical missions to rural Nicaragua for uh, cleft palate and palate work and breast cancer related funding from My Wrinkle Erase for the cause of an N Foundation. You can get fillers, laser there's lasers, as well as other maintenance, and they do actually uh, more invasive procedures if you want that too. WestNPlasticSurgery.com. It's Dr. Paul Roth, and we're going there tomorrow. Yay! You look so good because he is Paul's doctor. <laughs> That's my primary care physician, honey. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't get through the day without Dr. Paul Roth. <laughs> How do you feel about this? This was a woman who wrote to us. She says she's a professional. She wants our advice. She says that I also get together with a bunch of other professional women, but and we like to enjoy smoking marijuana together. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. We've actually talked about broadcasting this so other women can see that there's no stigma around marijuana. But how do we do this in a way that we all keep our jobs and it's still professional? Um, and she says, every Tuesday I meet with this group of professional D.C. women. We just happen to enjoy cannabis and the holistic benefits of the plant. We've been approached to broadcast our weekly smoke sessions, but we've, um, we're have we stuck as to how to get our message across in a positive educational way. We're up in the air about how, if we should broadcast these meetings. Is there any way to stop the stigma or broadcasting them hurt us all? What do you think? I think it'll hurt them. Yeah. I think there's still stigma attached to that. I think... I think getting together with a group of friends and having a smoke is is great if that's what you want to do. But I don't know that the line the line becomes indistinguishable between having a good time and you trying to maintain your professional life here. So I don't know. I mean, why share? Why share that part of it? I mean, I think the only way you could do it is if you introduce the women and the characters for like a while, which I don't Mm -hmm. know if a lot of production companies are going to want to do that. But 
as maybe showing their professional side and then eventually discussing their marijuana. I, but I don't know. I think you're right. I think if you just lead with with broadcasting their smoke sessions, even if it's professional women networking, I don't know. Well, nowadays, people are getting fired from things that they say on Twitter, things that they post on Facebook. Yes. I mean, It's worse things, than ever. The only person that's not, you know, responsible or liable for what he says on Twitter is Donald Trump. <laughs> the rest of us, you know, we have to stand behind what we say. And what we do and what we show. So I don't know. I just wouldn't want them to put themselves out there and um, and get fired. That's the thing. I think you've got to be prepared that are mm-hmm. you, are all the women in a position that they are their own bosses, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't get fired? I think if that's the case, go for it. But you're right. <coughs> Otherwise, you're totally screwed. On Did that you one. see Feud? Yes! Oh, my God, I wanted to talk about that. So, oh, my God. Uh, on the new show on FXC, that's what else I did, too. But that was um, <laughs> after six. <laughs> I was invited to the feud premiere last week that they did here in D.C. at you town. Were? I should have. I didn't go. I should have had you go with me, and they had the open bar at town. There was a lot of Weight Watchers points. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I wonder if Weight Watchers would sponsor this podcast. I say them a lot. We do, we do, except for we're promoting drinking. We actually need maybe a liquor sponsor, and then we need to teach people how to drink in moderation. Is okay. that right? That yeah. works better for me, yeah. my lifestyle anyway. <laughs> yeah. But no, Feud, I thought, was absolutely awesome. Oh, I loved it. I'm addicted. But because, I feel like I'm such an old soul yeah. for like watching that show. Isn't it something how people in, in those days so and good. how it translates to today with anybody in the industry, and it's probably a lot of industries, people like this, but I feel like the people in our industry um, that aren't actors but they're TV personalities and they're just so damn insecure, they are just innately insecure. Now, not all of them, but just a few. <laughs> you know, He means 99%. <laughs> exactly. But it's kind of like you saw when, when um, the Joan Crawford, character saw the Betty Davis character's contract and she got like $700 more than or $600 more a week in expenses and she just like crashed and burned over that yes it's kind of like I see that kind of thing happening all the time I was like oh my god okay so we didn't just start this thing all the time yeah (laughs) we didn't just start this thing yeah this whole ongoing discussion about mic time for Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. in the business yeah it's Mm -hmm. been going on for years but I love the show. It's on FX, and I think it's going to be a major hit. Now, is it just one season? Well, that's what I'm curious about, too, is I actually had tuned into the feud because I thought it was just a one-time, two-hour special on what happened between Betty Davis and um, – oh, wait. Joan, no, Joan, Crawford, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, thank you. And Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. And Betty Davis. So I thought it was a one-time thing. But, no, it is a season. So, mm. but then I'm I'm just like, is it a season, one season and done? Is well, it kind of like one the OJ? season and done? Because you know, a lot of Ryan Murphy shows, like the the um, the American Horror Stories, you know, every season is something different. Yeah. So I think maybe he'll have a feud between Joan Crawford and Betty Davis this oh, season, and maybe next, next time season. it'll be Liberace and who was he feuding with? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Remember Liberace. That was oh, so, my God. I called was... myself Black Liberace the other day. I was having a Black Liberace moment. I'm like, okay, this is so Black Liberace. You are kind of Black Liberace. Oh, my God. Well, you know. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, if you're on board, so are we. We love the show. And there you go. And Susan Sarandon, by the way, and Jessica Lange are the, are playing. Uh, Jessica Lange is playing Joan Crawford, and Susan Sarandon is playing Betty Davis. It is really good. I it is say. really good. What other story did you like? I really like the there's now a button to make your coworkers go away. The no button. Would you ever use this? Hell yeah. Okay, so explain what this button is, basically. So what the button is, is um, it's like a download for your computer, right? So your office work computer, you go to Nope, you know, go Mm -hmm. just Google Nope button, um, and it downloads a little app for you. 
if you see your annoying coworker come, you hit that, and it automatically calls your office phone, and it plays a 60-second recording, and all you have to do is fake along like you have a phone call. I so love it's it. like, <laughs> it's I love it. Do you, you remember the days? Like, uh-huh, sorry, can't get with you, and then you just you're on the phone. Do you remember the days where you would actually, when we had landlines and cell phones, and I used to call? Well, maybe it was just me. I'd be on the phone with someone on my cell phone, and I would pick up my landline and call my cell phone. Oh, I gotta take that. Did you hear that beep? Is that you? Or is that me? It's not me. Oh, child, that's me. Oh, that's a, oh, girl, I gotta take this call, girl. It's work. You know what you I mean? You were doing the note button before the note oh, button was there. Oh, I was, was doing there. this back, you know, in the day. Well, I still have a home phone, but... Oh, my God. Do you have a home phone? No. That's amazing that you do. Why? Do you well, have to have one for the, the internet? Um, no. But they come with the package. You know, if you get home, cable, internet, whatever. You're amazing. Whatever. I always no. try to upgrade myself. <laughs> I want to upgrade. I just want to upgrade everything about my situation. No, that's amazing, though, that you still have that. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this actually would be very cool. I would definitely, definitely, definitely use that. that. I think it's super smart. Okay, well, there you go. Um, Can I tell you something about a a guy kind of talking too much? (laughs) Well, I'm really one to say, but um, I was on, it wasn't a date. I don't know what it was, but I was out with this guy last week having um, a meal. And, um, you know, he asked me out, and sure. I was like, what is this? You know, I was like, well, that's a date. Are we- Don't you feel like that's totally a date? He asked you out to dinner. It was a date. Yeah. This man talks so much about Ugh. his vacations, travel. I mean, just things that another person that wanted to get to know somebody probably really wanted to talk about. <laughs> but I'm just like, you got to work me in slow. I mean, you know, catch my attention on something that, you know, fascinates me. He so like that. Why? <laughs> it just, he didn't. Nothing was fascinating about what he was talking he about. He was boring as hell. Oh my god! And he was, and he was, and he was, just, he was just talking, talking, talking. And then I would try to bring up something about something, and then he just went right back to his like vacation story. And then he would say, "Oh, and I love visiting Cozumel, I should say. And they had, uh, they had massage, oh. and they had drinks with umbrellas, and they had." Um, they had delivery service to the room, any food you would want. And then he kept saying, and they had, and they had, and they had. And I, I would, uh, check, please, <laughs> check. Uh, you know what? Treats on me. When the twink becomes a sugar daddy, meaning me. That's your book. I will pay. Uh, that's I'll your pay. book. I'll gladly pay. But something came up. But Somebody wait, called him up. Wh- what initially about him made you even say yes to this date? Was it just? Well, Sarah, you know, I'm at a stage where <laughs> I have to start thinking about Potentially, the relationship that I could be in may not look the way I thought it was going to look. Okay? okay, so I've had a type for many years. It's okay. tall. They're super successful. They look good. They're hot and all that. They're really interesting. Kind sure. of wild. They look- <laughs> right, but I've been getting those types. Okay, oh, nice. so now at this stage in the game, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, hmm. Well, all of my types seem to be either married off or they just want to play around forever. And I need to be thinking about, you know, getting myself committed like you so we can tell our, our relationship <laughs> stories on the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We can just, share. Just two housewives hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so this guy doesn't really look like my type in terms of, um, you know, what I thought it would look like. So then let me give it a shot. And it just, it just, it didn't work. But that's good though. That's good. The first thing I feel like is always recognizing that you, that you want something different and Mm -hmm. it's going to take a while. So that's really good. And the other part of that is, Uh, if that same talk had come out of the ideal package 
would I have been like, that is the most fascinating thing I've ever heard. If I don't go on vacation here, I'm going to freaking die. It, it yeah. would have, but you've mm-hmm. already been there, done that. You, you dated that. that guy who looked great on paper, who right. did everything right, said everything right for a while, but right. then they had commitment issues or they were in a relationship, you know, all right. that stuff. Right. No. Exactly. This, and it, remember, I used to have the thing of dating older men. And yeah. I had to consciously go, I'm not. I'm done. I'm not dating How older men. How much older? Did they have erectile dysfunction? <sighs> Probably, and I, they just were taking Cialis when I didn't know oh. or whatever. Ugh. Demon drug. <laughs> jumping up and down, jumping up and down, jumping up and down, jumping down. Isn't that over is that yet? Cialis? Is, that the one, is that the one that also is like, is like um, uh, Viagra? Is Cialis yes, also? Yes, Cialis yeah. lasts longer. Oh, anyway. <laughs> no, I still, I still attract older men. I mean, I really do. But now I'm like much more aware. It's like you were saying. Yeah. You know, that guy... Great. You could still be dating that guy, but then yeah. it's never going to result in what you exactly. want. Exactly. So I'm giving That's it a good. shot. Things That's that great. I didn't think looked the way I thought they were going to look, and um, I'm just out there having fun. Oh, okay. Well, wait a yeah. second. Did you read this? I think I added this article late, but that we fall in love with three people in our lifetime. Did you see that? Oh, shit. Okay, Charlotte. This happened on <laughs> Sex in the City. Did do, you, do you remember when Charlotte same? said this? No. She said you only get two great loves, and then Carrie was like, what? And she said, yeah, Big and then Aiden. So Carrie was done at that point because at that, that point it. she had broken up with, with Big. You're not with me on this? Um, I feel like I – no, I do remember that. I do remember that. So this scares me, the idea of two or three. So tell me, what does this well, say? Well, this one says that you really do have – you know, you obviously date many, many people over your lifetime. Some of us do. And then – but you end up with just having three significant loves. The first love happens when you're young, sometimes as young uh, as in high school. And that love fulfills the dream of youth and fulfills your idealistic belief of what you expect love to look like, just like the fairy tales. This love fulfills our need to live up to society's expectations – um, we jump into this head first, believing that this person will be our only love. Did you ever have that? Uh, and convince ourselves this is how it should look. This love focuses more on how other people's perspectives of a relationship are versus how you actually feel. Now, that first love, can that just be that? in your own head? I mean, <laughs> no, really. I mean, can it be like a one-sided love? Because I remember yeah. being yeah. tragically in love with, oh, my God. I was so in love with this little boy in middle school. And I was just like, I was sick. I was love sick. But he didn't love you back? Well, I never told him. I just watched from a distance. A little stalker. I remember his name to this day. It's kind of crazy. Oh, my God. Right? Who's he with now? I don't know. I can't find him on (laughs) on social media. Yeah. I I just looked last week, and it was only 25, 30 years ago. I mean, what's the big deal? Yeah, what's (laughs) Get your ass on Facebook. Right? Yeah, where the hell is he? What happened to you? The second love, I mean, I'm trying to think of, I guess now in hindsight, I'm trying to think of who I was like madly in love with. I guess I was. See, I was madly in love with Matt Haberly, but then we dated for a while, and um, I think he caught me making out with somebody else, so then we broke up. In high school? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I was really devastated. I think it was more just because, like, he broke up with me. Mm. But I did really love him for a while, so that was good. And and my first, first boyfriend was Rob Pano, and I really loved Rob. Can I tell you something? Yeah, please. I was at Macy's the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and I run into this woman that looks familiar to me. Ooh, okay. Okay, Macy's is right downstairs from my office. Yes. I love everybody that works in Macy's Metro Center. Okay, I walk through there, and it's like the mayor walking through. Hey, hey, how y'all doing? And I mean, I am like on everybody a mission. Everybody knows you. I need socks or whatever I'm going in there for. Like, I went in there the other day for SPF. So anyway... Um, I'm walking through there, and this woman comes up to me, and she says, hi, Paul. And I said, yes. And she looks familiar to me. She is the sister of 
the woman who I took to prom, not to my prom, but I took this girl to her prom. Her name Got was it. Joycelyn. Jo- Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Yeah, Jocelyn Allen. Jocelyn. No, no, I know Joycelyn Allen. Jocelyn something. <laughs> Jocelyn Brooks. I think that's okay. her name. I took her to her prom. I went over to the house. I met the whole family. Let me tell you something. You know, in high school, I drove a Jag. I was pretty fancy. I rolled up to this girl's house. I was sweating profusely because I knew I was pulling a scam on the whole family. Oh, my God. She was not going to get lucky that night, and I knew it from before I I I see pictures of you in high school. You oh must my have God, so you don't good. see my, oh yeah, we gotta look it up. I have like a glamour shot as my senior uh, yearbook picture. Oh my God. On your Facebook? No. Where do you have it? Um, I'll, let me, let anyway, me look it up. Anyway, keep to, I'll find it. I gotta it, look, it up on, it. look it up on classmates. But anyway, you know what my high school yearbook quote was? What? Bad hair days should be an excused absence from school. <laughs> now, if that ain't prophesizing some shit, I don't Jocelyn, know what is. Jocelyn didn't read that. <laughs> Jocelyn missed my quote. <laughs> missed my quote. But I felt so bad when I went into the family and the father was standing there and the mother and all the siblings and they were like basically handing her off to me as a woman like and I took her arm and you know it was a whole thing and I just thought oh my god you are not getting anything tonight from me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're such a gentleman. I mean, you yeah, would no, always we had, try. We had a yeah. great time. Oh, I would. I mean, you I'd really give her are. a little feel. <laughs> and then, anyway, years later, I ended up, you know, giving it up to some chicks anyway. <laughs> you, yeah, so she wasn't all that off. No, yeah. she wasn't all. Yeah, just Maybe was, she saw something in me. <laughs> she wanted to just help me out a little bit. Yeah. The second love. Have you ever had a second love? The next love, the second love, is the hard love. This is the love that teaches us lessons about ourselves and what we need to feel loved in any relationship. This brings with it great pain, the pain of loss, deceit, and lies. During this love, we believe we're doing things differently, but we're not. We tend to hold steadfast to this love because this relationship is different from the last one. However, this one is the one where we'll grow. This is the one where we'll experience pain, and this is the love where we'll realize what we really need out of our relationship. Maybe So it seems like you're probably, the next one is going to be the third love for you because you've already experienced that. Yeah, I have. And I don't know if I'm going through second love or if this is the third. I have no clue. But isn't this article saying you only get two or three? Three. Oh, you get three. Oh, thank God. Because I think I've at least had two and a half. You know what I mean? The third one, the last love, is the love that comes out of left field. This is the love that surprises us and destroys any ideas of what we believed our love should look like. see? This love is easy, and we wonder how it is possible that love could be this simple and has no complications. Is the love... No complications? Is that... It says, the third love is the one that sweeps us off of our feet because we're not looking for a relationship. This is the love where everything feels as though it's falling perfectly into place. Okay. Are you in that right now? (laughs) Well, I feel like, yeah, at times I am, but Mm -hmm. then at times I'm at second love. Okay. First. I mean, third. Second. Third. Right. Yeah. But now things are easy. I know. Today has really been... You talk about therapy. Oh, my God. I wish y'all could see. I wish I it was on video. Too. They should see your face right now. You're like, huh, huh, yeah, oh, yeah, huh. That's the way your face looks right now. You are just like. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know what? Because I think about this. Dan and I have been through it all, right? Yeah. So, like, we've done therapy. We've, we, like, have these open conversations. And I was just saying to Irene, she was like, oh, my God, you guys talk about all this. But Dan and I talk about, like, if we should stay together, if we should break up, what we both want. I mean, we're so – I never feel bad about talking about it because Dan and I would sit down and have this conversation anytime. And I feel like that would be super interesting, too. Like, you want to see what people would watch is us discussing, like – 
what we want to do with our relationship. And you're both super honest. You're, you don't speak yeah. from the perspective of protecting the other one's feelings. No. No. Especially because when Most we did do. therapy together, they don't let you. You have yeah. to, like, really say how you feel. No. I mean, I think I feel like Dan is so perfect in so many ways. And he's great for me, you know. And then it's just like, but what do I really want? Do I want to be, like, an open book? Because I don't think Dan's ever going to. That's not who Dan is. Right. It's so interesting so, as somebody that's been single for so long how someone like you that's in a good relationship could potentially risk taking the chance at being single all over again, moving out of the apartment, getting a whole new place, going out on the dating scene, finding somebody new and feeling like you can still get married in time to consider having kids. That's scary to me. Oh, great. Did oh, that my God. Scary? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I scare you, too? Oh. You just had melted right in front of me. You were like, what? 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 Shit, because like, I would have to really move fast like, to find somebody just else. Just in case to... you want to have kids. Yes. So, See, I, I want to have a child, but not until I'm 37, 38, which I, is not that far away. So, He's again, a good bet. I don't know. You may have to just make it work. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He is. He's great. Yeah. I mean, I really don't, you know, I, I, I really love Dan. Like, it's, it is. And our relationship is really easy on the day to day. Like, I love it. Excuse me. Once in a while, we get in, like, fights. But, I mean, I think everybody... It's pretty easy. Yeah, I don't really see how people could really fight with you. I don't really... <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't. Well, ask Dan. He thinks I'm a huge bitch. He does? Yeah. At times, he thinks I'm a huge bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And he'll sometimes... I mean, I say this in, like, a way... In a joking, loving way, he'll be like, you're a raging bitch. Wow. <laughs> like, but I don't say that as, like, he never says that to me negatively. It's always, like... <laughs> That is so interesting. Well, I can see. But I think I do. I've always been a person, and I've learned this through therapy. I've always been a person. I take out my stresses or, like, I save my bitchiness usually for the people, like, closest to me. Because when we go back to women smiling, like, I am a person that always, and not because my parents were ever, you know, you should act like this. I think it's more... You know, I got into, I am generally a happy person. And when you're a happy person and you're always optimistic and you're always the life of the party, I'm sure you know this, mm-hmm. the, people begin to expect you to be on. Absolutely. And when you're not on, people are very disappointed. And then when you're not on and you're a public figure, so you're on the radio and, mm-hmm. and Fox or whatever, and you're out and you're a bitch, it's like, yeah. oh, wait a minute, I can't believe she's like that, you know? So there becomes a lot of pressure to be on, which I yeah. don't mind, but then I also think it's why I really value, it. like, after 6 o'clock, I like my me time, because yeah. when I'm out, and I think, and I honestly believe that's the responsibility of somebody like myself right like i am a talk show host and entertainer and person like that so you know what when i'm out and interacting with people i believe i have a responsibility to be on and to get like to be not fake but like who i really am and that is i really love people and it's not fair to somebody who wants to come up to you and just wants a hug or wants to say hey i've i've loved like love listening to you for 10 years to then be a bitch to them and go hey sorry i don't feel like doing a photo today really what well, news for you the rest of the fucking world doesn't feel like doing a photo either but take the goddamn picture oh absolutely so it's like you have you owe it to your audience you really do for the most part now, let me ask, <laughs> For the most part, I mean, let me ask you, you know, a people are staked outside your house. I mean, I know as, you know, things change in my life or whatever, there's probably people will violate your privacy. But, right. you know, as much as you can, I think you need to be open with the audience. So what if you get, like, horrible service at a restaurant and you are convinced that this person is just, like, not because you're Sarah Fraser, but just because they just don't give a shit and they just don't like you? It takes day. a lot to get me to a place mm-hmm. of to actually bitch. 
Like once in a while, I really will. Mm -hmm. But I really do. I think most of the time people have off days. And it's like, here's the thing. To me, am I going to really get all worked up and Mm -hmm. bitch this person out and be so negative? Like, why? Right. Because, I mean, I probably won't come back to the restaurant. But not a lot of things bother me. But that's through the practice of mindful living. Like, I meditate every day. What do I care? I mean... You know what I mean? A lot of that stuff, I just, yeah. Well, let me slightly overshare this. Do we stop time? Yeah, my God, we okay. got all the time in the world. Because I also want to play. Are you listening to the Richard Simmons, the missing of Richard Simmons? I am. <gasps> okay, because I, I have to play the one clip about um, him being held by a witch. Okay, no, but I, anyway. I haven't gotten to that okay, part. Okay, okay. Go on. No, we have I'm, all the time in the world. I'd love to hear that. Um, wait, what was I going to say? <laughs> you were like, I was talking about mindfulness. Does it ever really bother me? Yeah, then it's I forget like, everything. I'm like, Wait, what? What is she talking about? Mindfulness. Um, well, I was at Whole Foods the other day. <laughs> There's just so just, many things going oh through my, my head. Oh, my God, I know. I was at Whole Foods the other day, and um, the guy behind the seafood, did I tell this story at the last Yes, time? he always okay. pushes the seafood on you, right? Or well, he the didn't seafood do it right? guy, like, he just ignores me for some reason. Yes, get, that's right. And you were like, sir. I, no, no, no. You're going to, uh-uh. You saw me standing here. <laughs> he told me, line forms to the left after I'd been standing here for about 10 minutes. Well, anyway, there was a guy standing there, a black guy, and I felt it. So when I popped off on the guy, like, oh, no, 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 no. You know you see me. You see me all the time up here. I'm getting my salmon. I'm getting my crab cakes. You see me. Okay. <laughs> so now part of being like a gay man that grew up in a time where it was okay to bully gay people. Yeah. And people thought that was okay. And you had to be a little bit marginalized. And you were kind of like, uh-oh, everybody's going to gang up on me. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. When I found my voice, it's just kind of like I will be the nicest of the nicest guy you will ever meet. You'd be like, that damn Paul Wharton, he is nice as hell. However, <laughs> I do have a little PTSD <laughs> when it comes to growing up gay. Because sure. I'm like, you are not going to punk me. You see me standing here. You going to give me that salmon. You going <laughs> to give me them crab cakes. I ain't going to know. Don't you walk up there, motherfucker. Don't you walk up in front of me. Nobody move. No motherfucking body move. No, I will go. I, I go all the way there. It's like 2.2 seconds. I am like, <laughs> I go off. Oh, my okay? God, you're amazing. So there's this guy standing there, and I see him, like, looking in horror because I you know, the guy was like looking at first like he was gonna ask me for a selfie. Then he was looking like, "Oh shit, this is Corella Deville here." So I went running around the Whole food store to apologize to this guy and to explain to him that me and the seafood guy had this thing going on where he likes to ignore me and I have to always call him on his shit. Yeah. And then the guy always gives me my seafood and says, "Thank you, sir." It's like a little game. <laughs> you were. But the guy, but I ran after the guy because. For just what you just said, like, I don't want him to feel like I'm walking around town, like, demanding crab cakes from people, you know? Like, that's not my normal experience, but sometimes I feel like I do well, have those moments. I, and I do, too. And I'm sure, like, many people listening to this podcast or whatever have run into me when, like, I'm having a bad day or something like that. I, and I, you know, yeah, I mean, I can be a real biatch if I have to be. I just... I try not to because I just feel like what you put out in the world, you get back, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I, I love people. I have great interactions 99% of the time. And, you know, I'm sure you have friends. I have dear, dear friends in my life. And I swear to God, everybody, they everything in their life is a fight. Buying a condo, uh, mm-hmm. going to the DMV, everything is a fight. It's almost like you could just sit back and every time you see them, you're like, okay, well, yeah. I can't wait to hear the confrontation she had. Because they just seek it. Like, they yes. want, they, and everybody they look at is, like, scamming them and all this stuff. And you always get that. If that's what you believe people are, you get it back. 
I have two friends, they're a couple. Ugh. Every time. Every time. Every I, time they go to a restaurant, they eat 70% of their meal and then send that motherfucker back. And I am oh, like, that's terrible. finally I said it then the other day, I'm never going out with you guys again. Never. They drink like over half of their big Patron margarita, big thing, whatever, from like the Mexican place, with like the big jumbo one. Mm, something went right about that. Something went right. Someone wasn't right about their steak. Someone wasn't right about their chicken. They send it back every time, but after they've consumed most of it, and they make a huge deal. Does the restaurant push back? No, because it's always a different restaurant, and I've mm. been out with them like four times. And then, um, you know, it's just, it. then they don't want to leave a tip for the server. Like, it's their fault. It's horrible. So Ugh. I'm always covering for them, always paying for their shit, always throwing an extra tip. It's like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so I'm more like you in that way of a restaurant, like, if it's a place that's right in my hood, I will try to have a conversation so we can get it right together. Because I don't want to stop going there. <laughs> because that's going to mess up my situation. Because well, it's right around the corner. You are, I think yeah. you're way more generous, too, yeah. than I am. Like, mm-hmm. I won't be as generous with people. And I'm like, yeah. Hell no, I'm not covered for people's tips. You're oh, but, so good. But, but you're it's the like, guy on the other side that I that Yeah, I that you'll about. help out. I know. Yeah. I know. Like, a lot of times I'll go out with cheap friends and they'll want to pay for me. And, or, you know, whatever. oh, I'm going to treat you. And then I look and I see, like, they've left the guy, like, 12% or something. And then, oh, I forgot something inside. And I run back and. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> and I give him a 20. Do you know? I, I will just share this one story. <laughs> Dating horror story. Okay. Speaking of bad Was tips. Was this recent? This was kind of recent. Did I tell you this before about the guy who I took out? He asked me out, and there was a restaurant opening out at Mosaic District. Okay. And then I took him as my guest. Okay. Okay, but it was free from the PR people. It was you get you each get an entree, you share an appetizer, and you get your own dessert, and you can each have two cocktails. Okay. On the house. Oh, nice. This guy asks me out, and I say, well, we can go to this thing. He doesn't have to pay anything, of course. You know, all you do is leave the tip. So we're sitting there, and it's funny how people get used to shit in, like, no time. You know, this is like a normal, normal person, okay? Somebody offers him a free meal. All of a sudden, he doesn't want the one appetizer. He wants three appetizers. He doesn't want the two cocktails. He ended up getting four cocktails. So as he kept over-ordering, I said, why don't we just have what they're offering? And go somewhere else. And go somewhere else. There's only 10 restaurants right within walking distance. Like, let's have this, and let's go somewhere else. But, of course, I'm trying to be, you know, on the first date. Oh, yeah, it's awkward. Like, the first date, what are you going to say? Yeah, yeah. But he's acting like a total asshole to me. So we go through this, and I'm... So then I say to the girl, so she says, oh, I'm going to check with PR. I said, oh, my God, I can't believe they're going to be like, that damn Paul Wharton, he can't even have the little <laughs> one entree. And you know, they don't even know his name. I, I don't even remember his name right now. But, you know, they're going to think that I'm being high maintenance. Right. So right. I say to the, to the server, I said, you know what? He is going to take care of you so well when the check comes. She's like, well, there won't be any check. I said, but he's going to take care of you. Anyway... <laughs> At Check the, comes. At the end, so I go to the restroom. Um, I come back, and he's, like, trying to usher me out the door. Okay, like, oh, time to go. Okay, ready to go. I said, oh, but the check. Oh, I took care of her. You took care of her? Oh, I took care of her. Look, I'm a grown man. I took care of her. Uh, okay, you sure? Yes. So now we had had almost $200 worth of stuff in this restaurant, um, or at least, like, 157 he ushers me out the door. We get to the front door. I realize I've left my sunglasses on the table. I turn around to go back inside, and he's <gasps> like, ah! 
Like he literally holding on, desperately trying was to hold trying on. to like, what do you need? What do you nothing? I'm good. I go back to get my sunglasses off the table. The check is there, face down with a bill under it. I pick the check up for $157. It's down to zero, the check, because they bought comped everything. Comped you, yeah. They comped us. And there is an old, wrinkled up $5 bill <laughs> under the check. I'm a server. I can't hear that. Under <laughs> the check. That's amazing. Oh. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it's like disgusting, but I'm sure. So I give her her money that she should have gotten. We walk outside and he says, so where to now? I was like, my car, my house. <laughs> I'm like, done. With, you, with me? No, not with you. Bye. <laughs> That's unreal. Yeah. Oh I mean, God. I would rather you tell me that that was going to be the situation. And I would have said, oh, well, you know, I mean, you and I are over, but at least I'll hook her up. Yeah, right. You know? You are so good that way. Um, well, before we end the show, I did want to, uh, everybody across the world, everyone across the world, everyone in the world, people are obsessed with the new uh, Missing Richard Simmons podcast. I am too. I've been listening. Although I do have to say, I am a little skeptical that it's going to go anywhere. Like, okay. I feel like, I think the whole reason that the guy, Dan Tombrowski or Tombrowski is doing this whole thing is basically to see if, you know, we find Richard, if Richard comes out and makes a statement. But... I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're not going to get anything. Do you? Well, you know what the thing about this podcast makes me think about in life and the way that we support these icons? Was anybody really supporting him, Richard Simmons, before he disappeared? If you really think about it, were, were people outside of his... Well, yeah, Fans. his Slimmons devotees, because the whole thing is, is like three years ago, he just didn't show up to to um, teach a Slimmons class. Yeah, so, like, his he Slimmons devotees, off. all however many of those there, there were that were actually right. buying his product. But now this is the number one podcast on iTunes. <laughs> so all these people that wonder where Richard Simmons is. <laughs> Did you care before? They didn't give a shit. They were supporting well, him and buying his deal and meal plans and I his DVDs. Think people VHS tapes or whatever. I guess people in his inner circle had gotten word out over the past couple of years that maybe Teresa, this maid or live-in housekeeper that now apparently Richard Simmons' home in Beverly Hills is in her name, that she had been kind of controlling this situation. And it sounds like from the podcast that maybe he went into a depression and then Teresa kind of just swooped in, took over, and now completely is like holding him under elder abuse is basically what mm. it kind of sounds like. But I wanted to play you this clip because this week's episode, uh, someone also in, in close to Richard's circle says that Teresa is actually a real witch. Not like a witch, like a mean woman. Like is actually a witch and Richard's under Ooh, her spell. That. To inherit the castle and all of the prince's fortune and possessions. So she's the witch in the story. She's the witch in the story and she's the witch in the real life. She's a witch. Why? Nobody believes me that, but she's a witch. Why is she a witch? Uh, I don't want to go through that right now. Through what? About Teresa? About her being a witch. I can talk about the book. You mean a literal witch? Yeah, fine. Uh, in my opinion, yes. So she basically, so Richard Simmons is Conference being calls. held by Teresa, a witch, like an actual witch, witch. So I don't know. I mean, I just found that part interesting because not every day that you get accused of being an actual witch. Did you see the movie Bernie with Jack Black? No. Okay. Is good? Oh my God. Really, really good. Um, it's, what is going on over there? Oh, we need Irene to come out of the bathroom and close the door, but That's it's a bit fine. much. Um, but anyway, the movie Bernie, it has, what is that actress's name that just got um, acknowledged at the Oscars uh, by um, 
Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? The older actress that's been in everything. Oh, um, uh, uh, Meryl Streep. No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. No, no, no. Shirley MacLaine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirley MacLaine was in this movie. She plays a, a widow. And Bernie is her, like, it's based on a true story. So basically what happens is she befriends this guy, Bernie, who becomes her companion. He's actually kind of gayish. Oh, my God. Does he kidnap her? Wait. Well, no, how he, long is this story going to be? Because I only have 8% battery left No problem. I'm going to wrap it up. So he, <laughs> he, he kills her, and he keeps living her life, basically. <gasps> spending her money, living in her house, and she's in the freezer in oh my the God. garage. So that's what happened and I'm fearful that this Missing Richard Simmons that's podcast is going to go to Richard didn't just disappear in 2014. Richard's been gone since 2014. I mean, I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I've loved him since forever but I hope that, that the witch didn't kill him. That's a moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, next week, we have so, so much happened on this show. Yes. Email me, Sarah at HeyFrage.com, or you can follow me on Instagram face, Instagram and Twitter at HeyFrage. HeyFrage Podcast on Facebook. Where can people yeah, follow me? Yeah, and I'm Paul Wharton Style on Twitter. I'm Paul Wharton on... No, I'm Paul Wharton Style on Instagram. Paul Wharton on Twitter and PaulWhartonBeauty.com yes. and PaulWhartonStyle.com to we'll get yourself some skincare products, right? Yes! We'll be back with you next week and so much to come. Follow us on social media because you're going to be seeing some videos very soon. And my relationship. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye, Whitney!